0: Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder, and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia, as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time I preach in church, I speak at youth groups or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Hi everyone, here's another chapel talk for you. Uh, This one's on Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 to 11, and here Paul talks about what he actually counts as a gain. Uh, For once upon a time, he would have counted himself as a bit of a super Jew, but now all of that super Jewishness that he used to count as really worth a lot is worth nothing but garbage, and that's because Jesus is what really matters. I hope you enjoy this next one. take a seat. Uh, So like I asked, what are the gains that we chase in this world? So thinking about gains, G-A-I-N-S, not games with the M. So when you think of gains, what is it that we chase in this world? What are the gains that we're encouraged to pursue? Non-rhetorical question, yeah. Money, Money, absolutely. What else? Yes, what else? Grades, excellent, yeah, I agree. Games. games. yeah? Okay, so, uh, and maybe, do, um, do I understand you correctly when you say games, talking about like collections of games? Yeah, so are you talking about computer games or like card games? Both types. Both types, yeah. And, and so like, I actually remember as well like, um, before iTunes was so popular, DVD collections and movie collections and all that sort of stuff, was really, really popular and so the physical copy on the shelf Um, So collecting things like that, actually, as well. Yeah, so things where I think about gains, I think about strength, building strength as gains. I think about physical ability. So does anyone do the park run here? Yeah, there's a couple of park runners. Good on you. Uh, But I'm sure that when you do your park run, the first time you did it, you went, okay, I feel pretty rotten, but I want to get better at this. So you want to gain fitness so that you better your time. That's the whole idea of doing it. It's a timed event. Uh, So you want to gain Physical fitness so you can improve your speed. Uh, so somebody else said money, we want to we want to squirrel away. Cash where we can. Who's got a money box that they've had since they were born? Anyone got one of those? My kids were given a little money tin. You know the ones that look like a bank, bank note? They've got like a hundred dollar, the fifty buck note. Um, my kids were given one of those from their great grandmother. Uh, I'm sure that she's like loaded it with a bunch of notes because I shake it but I can't hear the ting of the coin. But I can hear like the gentle flap of like paper in there. So I, I, I presume that there's some money in there. Uh, and every and again, we just sort of chuck cash in there. The boys do something, they get 20 cents or they find money down the back of the sofa and they, they chuck that in their, their money box. So from a very early age, we're told to save money. What about, who's got the Dolomite account? Is anyone still rocking the Dolomite account? And you just haven't changed over yet? There's a couple of embarrassed smiles in the room, so maybe that's true. Uh, but we're familiar with the Dolomite account. From a very early age, uh, Commonwealth Bank, they released this system where you've got a Dolomite account and you get little like, pencils and rulers and erasers and stuff like that uh, to try to get kids to save money. So very early on, saving money is a thing that we ought to gain. And then I reckon just stuff. We like to collect stuff. Generally speaking, this is true I think. Whether It not, might not be some of the things that I've got in that photo there, but it could be things like the latest gadgets. Whether it's a phone or a new watch or a computer or a camera, or whether it's clothes, uh, whether it's like, a, there's, a, there's a photo up there like of a little succulent in a pot. At the moment, indoor plants just seem to be all the rage. Who agrees with me? Does anyone like in- indoor plants? There's a couple, I, I'll be honest, I like indoor plants as well at the moment. I've got some in my house, I've never had them before, but all of a sudden I'm in there making sure I'm watering them and, and in the right spot and stuff. It's all about gains, right? This world says gain, gain, gain. However, the problem is that sometimes uh, we can be fooled into thinking that we can pursue things in this world so we might actually gain access into heaven. Or we can live in such a way so that we would gain God's approval of us based on our own efforts to gain access to God. But that's not what the Bible teaches. It's not about our own efforts to gain, but it's about God's effort to save us so that we would gain. Now, Paul, uh, he writes about gains. And I think it makes sense for him to write about gains in Philippians, um, because as we think about what we gain, we know that we gain these things so that we might have confidence and security and safety and all those sorts of things. And in fact, Paul, he writes to these people in chapter 3, and he says... I'm writing you these same things again and it's no problem for me to do so because it is a safeguard for you. That word safeguard uh, is another word for asphalt. And when you think about asphalt, beneath your feet, you know it's secure, don't you? Uh, and we think about what is good to hear so that we might be safe and secure and we might not be moved from where we are. The problem is when we think about gains in this world... Those things that we've just spoken about, money and fitness and strength and stuff, etc, etc. Those things are no security, really, are they? Because they come and they go. They fail all too often. So what do we actually put our hope in in this world? Where are we going to find safety and security? Well, Paul says, safety and security, the only thing worth gaining is actually Jesus. Surprise, surprise. Jesus so let's have a look at this he says in verse 7 but whatever were gains to me I now consider loss for the sake of Christ Do you remember Paul before he was Paul he was Saul and Saul he was uh, what was his job he was a yeah he was a persecutor of Christians but what was his actual job he was a Pharisee, right? A teacher of the law, somebody who worked in the temple in Jerusalem. He he was such uh, a a good leader and such a good Jew actually, chances are he probably knew the first five books of the Old Testament off by heart, right? Uh, And actually he talks about in in this passage, if you have a look at another time, he talks about the reasons he has to have confidence in his Jewishness, He actually would have been classed as a super Jew. He says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was a child of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrew. In regard to the law, I'm a Pharisee. As for zeal, I persecuted the church. Paul basically says, I was a super Jew. I was so good at following the law, you would have found no one better than me. But now... In this verse, in verse seven, he says, "'Whatever I counted as a gain, "'once upon a time I counted these law things as gain, "'but not anymore. "'I now consider those things a loss for the sake of Christ.'" Paul now knows Jesus, and he now knows that the only way to gain God and heaven is through Jesus. So all of those other things... How he views those things has now changed. Let's see what he says about them. He says, what is more in verse 8, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. All those super Jew things that I mentioned before, these things that you read in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, he says they're not worth chasing anymore. They're a loss now. Uh, like if you think about gains and losses, maybe you think about finance. In- money coming in is a gain. Money going out is a loss. You want more ins than outs, more income than outgoing expenditure. And Paul uses this idea to say that what is really worth having is having Jesus, is knowing Jesus. All those other things, they're worth nothing. In fact, he says, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. That word garbage, uh, in older versions of the Bible, it's really fun because it says, I consider them dung. And so as I read that and I discovered, wow, it's actually like could be, could be dung. I couldn't help but think about that. You know that massive, big, giant pile of poo out in Jurassic Park? Do you know what I'm talking about? They go to Jurassic Park and the scientist is there and all the guys there and they're looking at this big brontosaurus and then meanwhile the scientist is like armpits deep into the poo and he's like, oh wow, this is amazing, look at what they're eating and stuff. But the thing is, that's really strange. We all sit there and we go, that's really weird. Why would you be so interested in that? Because poo is worthless. Dung is garbage. It's something that you, you sweep into the gutter and get rid of. Paul says... All of these other things that he once counted as gains, they're now worthless. It's all junk. It's rubbish. It's dung. Do you guys know what these are? These are Telstra phone cards. And in fact, I've got a whole bundle of them here. These are my Telstra phone cards, let me tell you about them. Uh, when, back in the 90s, people didn't have mobile telephones like we do now. Isn't amazing, by the way, just how quickly technology has advanced? When I was a kid, um, these were everywhere, and this is what everyone had in their wallet. So you'd go out with your friends, and your mum and dad would give you a five-buck phone card rather than say, here's your mobile telephone, right? And so the idea is you could put it into any public phone, and it would just give you credit on any public telephone that you could have access to, right? But the thing is, as you used it, down the side of the phone card are all these numbers and it would pump in holes to say how much money you've got left on your Telstra phone card. When you got to zero, you wouldn't just chuck it out in a normal bin, you want to recycle it, and the way that you recycle it was, there was this little box underneath the telephone, you sort of just slotted it in there and it would get there and the Telstra people would come and collect it and recycle it later on. The thing is, as children, we discovered that at the back of that box was a big opening and so you could access it. And so anyone could reach in there and grab a handful of the leftover cards out of there and so they became like Pokemon cards, right? So you could trade them Uh, and it became really popular and, and you try and get as many as you can so you get a mega collection. Now, this is not a mega collection. There were guys that had way bigger collections than this, than me. Uh, But I was convinced as a kid that I was doing this so that one day I might be able to sell these and be rich. Because I would look at them and say, what, there's, there's a $10 one, there's a $2 one and a $5 one and so on and so on. And I remember sitting there counting how many cards I had and so therefore how much money I was going to get when these were worth something in the future. The problem is I looked on eBay the other day and I'll be lucky to get maybe 9 bucks 50 for this whole kit, right? <laughs> they are worthless. They are worth nothing. I, in fact, I went looking for these the other day after writing this talk and I couldn't find them. Like, where are they? And I discovered that I had them in my special treasure box. I've got a, a box full of random junk that I'm classing as treasures and it was stored up in my roof in my house and it's there just ready for the time that I want to sell it. I was like, I was so convinced that they're worth something that I had it ready to sell. But it's worth nothing. It's a loss. It's junk. I might as well chuck it out. It's worth nothing. The thing is, for Paul, all these other things are a loss. It doesn't matter if he's a super Jew. It doesn't matter if he's of the tribe of Benjamin. It doesn't matter if he was a Pharisee that knew his Torah inside out and back to front. Those things are worth nothing, he says, unless I know Jesus. Jesus is where the gold is found. And so he says, I consider all those other things garbage that I may gain Christ. And in the yellow in verse 9, it says, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Righteousness, that word is another word that just means being right with God. The people of the Old Testament believe that to be right with God, they need to tick certain boxes off with God. To do all these things. Like he says here, to, as from, a very chi- from a child to an adult, go through the process of being a Jew so that you might win God's approval. But now he says that is worth nothing because of Jesus. See, to gain Christ, everything else we may depend on to impress God needs to be thrown out. That's Paul's big idea here in this passage. For him, the thing that needed to be thrown out was his Jewish practice and custom. Sure, he could do those things, but those things weren't going to earn him a place with God. Sure, for us, the things maybe we might rely on for getting right with God is being a good person. Sure, it's a good thing to do, right? But just being a good person is not going to get you in with God. Sure, for a Jew, knowing their Old Testament scripture was really good and a great skill to have. Mate, I'd love to memorise Genesis off the top of my head too. But that's not going to get you in with God. Only knowing Jesus will. Do you get the point? The only way to get right with God is through Jesus. And so count everything else as dung, as garbage, as a loss. The problem is, right, in our world... We're too fascinated by the things, right? By the phone card junk of this world. And we go, I've got this. And we've got both hands on it. And then even when Jesus comes along and we go, I've got my phone cards in my hand and here comes Jesus. And I go, wow, Jesus is really great. But my phone cards. What am I going to do with my phone cards? Well, the challenge is we've got to just chuck the phone cards out and grab both hands onto Jesus, right? But that's a challenge. Now what I want to do say is, I actually think that when we understand what this means, that we can't earn our salvation, that we can't impress God for salvation, that we can't even convince God of our salvation, that this ought to grow in us a wonderful appreciation of just rest. For you, year 11, there's so much going on for you. You are young people in a busy and a noisy world that encourages you to do so many wonderful things. I want to say, enjoy this life and do many wonderful things. But don't rely on those things for heaven. Don't think that by getting those things that you will impress God more. You see, the Christian faith is not about work. The Christian faith is about rest. And I don't know about you, but this makes me exhale in a wonderful way sigh. You know those moments when you just feel like you're always breathing in and in and in and in and you're stressed and anxious and worried because everything's just coming at you but then all of a sudden you finish or you just realise that doesn't matter and so you sit down in the lounge and you just go, Ooh, and you just blow it all away. When you know that the only way to get righteousness, the only way to get God is through Jesus, it ought to produce in you rest it ought to relieve your anxiety. It ought to keep you just grounded in this world, knowing what your purpose is, to trust in Jesus as you live well in this world today. You're 11, I wonder for you, what are you relying in over Jesus? What is actually junk that you are holding on to you need to get rid of so that you may gain christ and gain salvation Uh, let me pray for you today uh, and let's pray in light of these things that we have thought about together dear heavenly father i thank you for the wonderful truth of your word uh, the beautiful gospel message that we are saved through jesus christ alone Uh, lord please remind us today that we cannot earn our salvation that we cannot impress you for salvation that we can't even convince you god to save us we thank you that the only way that we are saved is because you have loved us and you have thought of us and you have acted for us on our behalf. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to rely on you uh, for our salvation. Help us not to rely on our fitness or our intellect or other things, but just to rely on Jesus. Help us to rest in him. Lord, today I pray for year 11 and I ask that you would help them to have a good day today. Uh, help them to work hard in their studies I help them to be diligent in their classroom work. I help them to look after one another as well, to be loving towards one another and caring. I also pray that you would help these students to be great leaders in our college, to encourage younger students to work hard and just to be good citizens of Broughton. But also, Lord, I pray that you'd help them to lead the college in a right and a true knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Saviour. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening. Um, house tutors, are there any... Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.